Hey, fellas, welcome back. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. Normally, the Gird Up Podcast has two interview episodes per week. They'll get posted on Monday and Thursday of every week. They're about 45 minutes to an hour long, talking about what's going on in the world, uh, interviews with men who are going out and doing things that are manly. And then uh, every Saturday, we do one of these episodes, the Saturday Morning Coffee. So this is an episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about routines, procedures, and habits and what it takes to be healthy, happy, and strong um, and control the chaos in your life and the chaos around you. But before we do that, I want to encourage you to get involved on our social media. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, you got to share it. The number one thing you can do to help us grow, to help us get better, is to share it. Um, and then you also got to communicate with me. Let me know what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast, how we can grow, who you want us to interview, what you want us to talk about. Get that stuff to me so that I know what I can do to make this experience better for both of us. With no further ado, the Gird Up Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, gentlemen, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day. He's actually a guest who's on the podcast before, and it might turn into a podcast sometime later on. But I was talking to him about little boys and little girls, and we were talking about the idea that little girls, from the time they're very, very young, very, very small, they carry around baby dolls, they're carrying around you know, blankets and strollers and, and Barbies, and all they want to do, a lot of them, for their entire lives is to be a nurse, to be a mom, to be to have their own family, to be a princess, you know? And uh, we were talking about boys, on the other hand, and I don't think I ever, as a kid, was said, I want to be a dad. And I, I agree with the guy who was saying it. I don't think we ever do look around and say, I want to be a dad. A and maybe there are some special guys who do, and more power to you. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. But I don't think, as little boys, we grew up saying, hey, I can't wait to be a dad. I'm so excited to be a dad. I just don't think that happened. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way guys are wired. But if you think about it, guys are being prepared just like little girls are for their roles later on in life. Because when you look at little boys, what do they want to be? They want to be farmers. They want to be police officers. They want to be army men. They want to be firefighters. They want to be pastors. They want to be football players. And some of those are just because, you know, everybody likes to play a game and everybody likes to, you know, <laughs> You know, be famous and rich and, and, and do those kind of cool things. But if you look at all those positions in some way, shape, or form, what they're really doing is they're bringing order to chaos. What does a football player do? Well, he goes out on the field and he works with 11 other guys or 10 other guys to get something done. They've got to be very organized and very disciplined to be successful. What does a pastor do? He controls the chaos in the congregation. He manages and he admonishes and he teaches. 
What does the military do? Well, the military goes out and both home and abroad makes sure that we can sleep safely in our beds at night. They protect us. So does the police force and so do the firefighters. Little boys from the time they're very young, without even knowing it, are already embodying and, and striving to achieve those masculine virtues that we're looking for, that healthy masculinity. A man's purpose, a man's role, is to bring order to chaos. It starts personally. You got to bring order to your own chaos first. When you can order your own chaos and put yourself back into the driver's seat, you can start ordering the world around you, and it's that point where you start making it a better place and leave it better than you found it. But you can't do that if your own world is chaos. Now, if you find that you are not a disciplined guy or you're just not disciplined enough, this idea of being accountable uh, is daunting. It's daunting because, frankly, your whole house, when your whole house and your whole office and your life in general are just a mess, you got a lot of work ahead of you <laughs> to fix it. Uh, but what's even more daunting for most men is the idea that if they step up and take responsibility, they're the ones on the hook now. They're the ones who are responsible. If I step fully into my life and engage in my surroundings, it becomes my responsibility to see it through. Fellas, we don't like that. We don't like being the one accountable. We'd rather sit back, acquiesce, and let somebody else take care of it. We'd rather sit and point the finger and blame other people. Oh, I'm single because uh, there aren't any good women around. Well, our, our relationship is on the rocks right now because my girlfriend is too loose. She's flirty, man. Like, it's, it's not my problem. It's not my fault. Our house is a living hell because my dad's a dick. Well, my, my grades, they're bad because my teacher hates me, right? You hear all these, I, I don't get a chance to play because the coach is stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. If he knew what he was doing, he'd put me in. Oh, man up. Step into your big boy shoes and take control of your life. You only get one life. And at the end of it, standing before your father in heaven, you will be held accountable. And in that moment, you can't say, ah, but my, my, my parents didn't teach me that. Or did you see what I grew up with? Or I, I didn't feel like it. I didn't make enough money. I was tired. It wasn't my fault. The question will be asked, what did you do with what you were given? And if you're the wicked servant who buried his talent in a hole or, or under a pile of laundry, you will be thrown out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have no doubt. Jesus tells us that real faith has actions. The result of real faith is actions. Without actions, it's not real valid faith. You have been given much, and to much is expected. But where, where do you start? It's easy, actually. Make your bed. You've seen a little YouTube video that's circulated, and I'm not trying to copy that, although it makes some valid points. I'm just saying that's where I started. you got to build systems and routines into your life that will allow you to habitualize these things that you need to get done. Start with low-hanging fruit, like making your bed. I started with my bedroom and devotional time. Okay. Every day I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do before I use the bathroom, before I do anything, I make my bed and I make it well. I don't just flip the covers over. I make it well, presentable, like my mother was going to come visit. Okay, And then I go and I take my devotional time. I get in the shower, get my meal ready for the day, whatever. But then I sit down and I have a half an hour or more of devotional time. 
This time of year, I like to sit out on the front porch. Most of the winter, I just sit at my desk. It's a comfortable place to sit, and I read scripture in the mornings. And if I don't get a chance to do that, man, I got to readjust for the next day. That's a habit that I just can't break. Um, and then it grows throughout the rest of your life. Like, are you throwing your clothes on the floor when you get home, or are you hanging them back up in the closet? An easy switch, an easy habit to, to form. And it makes a huge difference at the end of the week on Saturday when you're waking up in a messy versus a clean bedroom, okay? What about the kitchen? The kitchen's always a mess. Well, before you go to bed at night, get all that stuff put away. Before you plop your lazy butt down in the, in the recliner and watch TV, make sure you're squared away for the next day. It's going gonna, gonna to take you all of five minutes to put the Tupperware in the dishwasher and maybe hit start or to throw something in a crock pot for tomorrow morning. Be disciplined about what you're doing and be and be cognizant of it and make sure that it slowly grows, right? If you want to get better, like if you're out of shape, if you're overweight and you want to get better uh, at taking care of yourself, don't jump into, I, I guess some people can just jump into a brand new super intense workout program, but most people drop out. Start slow. Go for a walk. Cut out soda, you know, and when you can do that, Step up to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's how long-term change happens. Some people can just flip a switch, and if you can do that, more power to you. My grandpa Ungemach was like that, but I'm not. I got to take slow, habitual steps and figure it out. Then I start to think about uh, Saturday mornings. There are times during the week where I don't get everything done I need to get done. Well, Saturday morning is the day to get it done. If I wake up in the morning and there's a giant stack of Tupperware before I go to the gym, before I eat breakfast, before I do anything else, before I record a podcast, those dishes get in the sink. Or not, not the sink. Those dishes get in the dishwasher. I take care of that responsibility now so it doesn't pile up so it isn't a big daunting task some later time. Think about my classroom. Every day I've got routines and procedures in my classroom. My students walk in, they hang up their backpack, they hang up their coat, they take their folder to the homework bin, they put their homework in the homework bin, they walk to their desk, they sit down, they find a sharp pencil, and they get to work on their morning work. And then throughout the day, again, it's routines and procedures throughout the entire day. There is not a moment of the day that isn't proceduralized. And the reason for that is we don't have to think about it anymore. It takes none of my mental bandwidth, it takes none of their mental bandwidth, it doesn't wear anybody out. And we're disciplined and procedured. And then they have healthy, healthy habits going into the summer and going into their next uh, school year as third graders. Right? In fact, I've had to miss a couple days of school. One time I had some truck issues, and one day I had to be at a funeral. And apparently uh, I had a substitute teacher in the classroom, and my kids were bossing her around in a good way, saying, like, um, it's 9.45, we need to start reading groups. <laughs> it's, it's 10.30, we need to go to the bathroom now. And they were telling her what needed to be done because they were so habitualized and so routine. Well, you think they accomplish more in a given day than a classroom where it's just chaos all the time? Absolutely. Own your chaos. You got to bring order to your own life first. Bring order to your own life one habit and routine at a time. Master that habit and routine, and then go on to the next one. Bring order to your chaos, and then find a way to order the chaos around you. Don't point the finger at somebody else. Don't blame other people. Own it. That's part of being a man. Take responsibility for yourself. Own your own issues. Own your own chaos. Own your own habits and routines. 
and be accountable because you will be held accountable for how you use your time on this earth. I can't wait to see you on the last day. Gather us up together in heaven together and we can talk about uh, how we're going to spend eternity. But if you want to be at those pearly gates with a smile on your face and a full heart, you better control your chaos and make sure you're leaving the world better than you found it. I love you guys. God bless you. Gird up. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at the Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.